Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and our prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode, and as always, I like to read the promotional material to lay the foundation, and I am so excited about this episode. But here's the promotional material for the podcast episode entitled Single Parenting with Grace. Children are a blessing from God, and parenting is a huge responsibility that shouldn't be taken lightly. True enough, single parenting is met with many challenges. Generally, the family structure breaks down and the children live with the stigma that they are on the short end of the stick. Single parents can be overcomers by surviving financial hardship, emotional upheaval, and spiritual burdens of unworthiness. Trust in the Lord and his promises so you can live with hope on the horizon. Psalm 127 and the third verse, New American Standard Bible says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is reward. God desires single parents to align their families with biblical sound teaching and application. With him, all things are possible. And I am so, so, so excited because we have a special guest, an honored guest in our studio today, and that would be Patrice Harris, who is the founder of The Good Foundation. I'll just read and tell you a little bit about her. God gave Ms. Harris a vision for the foundation and her passion is to uproot the bondage of brokenness and unworthiness in single-parent families with sustainable results. Sustainable. And as a single parent herself, you'll hear her personal testimony and the transformation that occurred when she surrendered all to God. And Ms. Harris is the author of When the Lord Speaks, Hannah's Prayer. So with that, I am going to let Patrice Harris say something to our listening audience. Patrice? Hi, Nasha. Thank you so much for inviting me um, this uh, evening, morning, or afternoon, depending on where you are. Um, It's such a pleasure to be a part of um, this show and this broadcast. Well, you are most, most welcome. And I get to ask you some questions that will allow our audience to learn a little bit more about you. But I do want to say that you, as a single mom of a teenage son, uh, you have overcome some hurdles 
the, the, the typical hurdles of single parenting through your relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what I would like for us to talk about is how you were able to move in the direction with the confidence and the boldness in, in Christ Jesus that God designed for you, for you to be where you are today for such a time mm-hmm. as this. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your background, your family of origin, where you were born, et cetera? Oh, yes. Um, so I was born in Seattle, Washington, um, um, to my parents of Patricia Miller and Spencer Harris. And um, I, from that point on, I ended up living with my mother um, and her and her husband. Um, my mother and father weren't married, and so... Um, my mother married um, my stepdad at the age of, I believe I was around three years old. And so from then, I had an opportunity to live in Hawaii because my stepfather was in the military. And so we ended up living in Hawaii for a little bit. And then um, growing, back, growing up in the Silicon area around my elementary years, um, my mother and my stepfather and my dad was living in Seattle. Um, my mother and stepfather decided to go and move to Georgia. And so I believe I was like maybe in the second or third grade when we ended up moving to Atlanta, Georgia. And so through Atlanta, Georgia, um, I lived in Augusta, Georgia, and then um, had an opportunity to live in Cairo, Georgia with my grandparents. And so you'll know more about that testimony as you read um, the book. Um, when the Lord speaks Hannah's prayer, which is a biblical examination of Hannah's prayer. I, I do share my testimony of that. Um, and so I also had an opportunity to live with my father. So I've kind of been a little bit, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Um, I, I like to say I'm um, seasoned. You know, I, I learned a lot living in the, in the Pacific Northwest and then having to move down to Georgia, you know, two completely different cultures. So, definitely learned a lot growing up and during that time period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So yeah, you've got quite, quite the background. So, uh, you know, I have to let our uh, listening audience know that we've not met in person, but thank God for, you know, zoom and the virtual platforms where you can meet someone. Uh, So, you know, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking about, you know, all that you've done, all that the Lord has allowed you to accomplish. And I know that you worked 20 years in corporate America, and it's just recently that you uh, decided to uh, go ahead and execute this this vision that God gave you for the Good Foundation. So that, you know, when I when I hear this, it, it, you know, and I look at you, that the numbers don't add up. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just like, yes. Okay, this, I, she 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 can't be anywhere near my age. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, you know, but it's, it's, I don't mind sharing my age. I'm 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 comfortable with it. I praise God for the age that I am. I I'm 42, um, and I I really think about the importance of not being ashamed of your age is because my mother passed away at the age of 46. So I okay. am very blessed to, to say what my age is every year. The Lord allows me to be here in the land of the living. So I, um, I, I celebrate God when it comes to my age. Yes. Yeah, so I'm 42 and um, <laughs> I actually, <Okay. laughs> so I started out working in corporate America 
um, at the age of 21. Okay. Okay. Well, that's quite a career too, you know, and yes. and now you're, you're embarking on a whole new calling, which I know that is probably, uh, I like to say anything that's outside of corporate America or just the regular workforce is um, somewhat more rewarding. But I know that I suspect that you probably showed up for 21 years in corporate America very much like who you are today because, you know, we understand that we work into the Lord. So we show up. 100, 150%, you know, and and don't take the job that he's blessed us with, you know, the opportunity that he's blessed us with for granted, especially when we're single parenting, right? You know, what's interesting about that is that um, I, when I, I started to go off to community college and um, I found out when I was going to community college that I really wanted just to climb the corporate ladder. And, um, and so that was a hard decision, and it was hard for my parents at that time to really accept because in between the in-between time, I wasn't really doing anything, right? So I, I dropped out of college mm-hmm. and was like, okay, I, I know I do want to go towards the corporate America, but I was just waiting for that right opportunity. And so I had an opportunity to be a receptionist in telecommunication. And just from that point on, I just I give all glory to God because it was truly God working things out and opening up doors for me that allowed me to gain skills and knowledge to, to be able to experience what I experienced in the 20 years. I, Amen. At that time, yes, so yeah, definitely. But I didn't, I, I do have to say this, um, when I was 21, I didn't know the Lord. So I definitely have to make sure I state that because I think it's important to share that, that God's grace and mercy is still there even when you don't know him. He's always watching over you because of his plans that he has for you. And so that's right. Um, but I'll, I'll right. share more about that as we go for done. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's a, that's a perfect segue because I want to know how you met Jesus Christ. And was there someone uh, in your family who introduced him to you? Did you learn about him at a vacation Bible school or some sort of Christian camp? Tell us how you met Jesus and who introduced you to him. Yes, definitely. So, um, just a little bit of my testimony. When I was living in Georgia, um, my mother, um, she was alcoholic and she was on drugs. And so she actually, you know, um, she actually, well, I always say it's, it's kind of like this, a, a angel must have called my, my, my father in Seattle, him know that things weren't right at the home. And so my father flew down and ended up coming to get me and um, taking me to go stay with my grandma for a little period of time. Now, at that point, I didn't really accept Christ Jesus into my life, but I believe during that time of living with my grandmother and my grandfather, these were planted um, because they were godly parents. And like I share, I share this in my testimony in my book, um, but they actually ended up, my grandma would take me to church. She would take me to church. I would go to church. I would go to Bible study. I would go to choir rehearsal, Sunday school, Sunday service, and I did that for about maybe two years. And so, but mm-hmm. um, it wasn't until actually I was around, let's see, 20, when I, I was 25 when I had my son. And um, I, I didn't, uh, again, I, I wasn't walking with the Lord. I believed in God. But I didn't accept the salvation of Christ Jesus until I heard the Lord say something to me that was very profound. Um, 
and it was telling me when I found out that I was pregnant with my son um, when he was born, the Lord spoke to me and told me that I needed to be a living example for him. And so this, this was God, you know, speaking to me. And mind you, I wasn't, I wasn't saved at that time, but I heard the unction of God tell me that. And so it's just interesting how God plants, how, how one plants, one waters, and God gives the increase because that's exactly what he did in my life in that journey within six months of my son getting dedicated to, to the Lord. Um, his his father and um. parents were really uh, um, had a firm foundation in the church, and so that was something that was very important to them. And, of course, I, I knew I needed to get him dedicated to God um, at that time. And so it was from that point on that God just kept connecting me with um, people that was trying to draw me close to him. And it happened to be, um, it started in our, in our friendship group. Um, my best friend, I met them, my best friends kind of changed the course a little bit of my life because when I was in community college, I met them. They were completely opposite of who I was, but I knew, um, I, I liked something about them and I, and I, and God drew me to them. And so we ended up living together and, just, you know, changing the, like I said, the trajectory of my life, just learning, slowing down a little bit and learning things about myself. Um, so just to fast forward, when my son was almost a year and his babysitter at the time would always ask me, she kept him for like three months and she would always ask, hey, would you like to go to church? Would you like to go to church? Hmm. And I would politely decline. And then one of our friends, in our group circle, got saved. And when I tell you <laughs> the transformation that God did in her life where she had to step away from our circle because she was really focused on the things of God. And I recall a time where she was telling, she invited me over, and um, she was inviting me over, and she was sharing Joyce Myers. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about Joyce Myers. You know, I was one of those people that I was like, I – I love God. I have a relationship with God. I don't need to go to church to know who God was. I was that person, okay? Uh-huh, <laughs> yes, uh-huh. you know, hanging out in the clubs, drinking, smoking, all of the above. Um, but I had, I said, I didn't need a church. I didn't need to go to church. And so um, I have to pause right there because even one of my best friends, she gave her life to Christ, like, at the age of 15, Um and she would be playing, you know, gospel music in the car. And I'd be like, why are you playing this music? Like, what are you doing? Like, can we listen to some rap <laughs> I used to be on her all the time. But like I said, God, man, God has a plan. And so, um, but when I was at my um, friend's house with, you know, she was, we were kind of like a Bible study. And so she's listening, you know, we're listening to Joyce Meyer. And she's asking me, you know, Trace, you know, you should really come to church. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I am not going to church. Why do you guys keep trying to get me to go to church? And I was strong-willed and just kind of just was uh, very um, righteous back in the day, right? Just, like, thought I knew everything. And so um, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need I don't need to go to church. I know God. And then uh, one day the babysitter asked me, um, Will you go to church with me? And that that was the day I said yes. And from that uh-huh. point, um, 
that point, I, I ended up going to church. Um, my son had to be like maybe, maybe like two, maybe two at the time, between two and three. Um, ended up going to church, ended up giving my life to Christ Jesus, um, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And it just went from there. And then from that point, um, I, I would hear the voice of God again tell me, you know, you have to be a living example for him. And the way my son would praise God when he was so young, it was just a reminder that I knew that I needed to, to live this life with Christ, with Christ Jesus. Um, wow. Oh, what a testimony. Yes, yeah, oh, absolutely. Just Go ahead. Quick, I just have to have to share this. So I get saved. My mother gets saved six months after I get saved. Mm. And then she passes away a year later. And I, and I just wow. think about how good God is. And I, again, I, like I said, I go into more details about that um, in my, in my story, just like more that testimony, because uh-huh, it's really uh-huh. amazing how God can use your mistakes. And like the word of God says, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so yes. um, he truly did that in my life. Yes. Amen. Wow. So it started with God planting the seed in your life that you needed to live, be a living example. And it went completely, completely full circle. Full and circle, I, I when right. I when I full circle when I and when I hear your testimony, God, you know I like to say this um, not lightly though that but you know He pursues us right He pursues mm-hmm. us and so just being persistent in your life for you to that opportunity you know I call that the divine intervention you know to be able to go and hear the gospel. Right. Every time you were invited yeah. to go to church, and then your response being, "Why, you know, why that music?" <laughs> and then to be able to see and hear and know you today, and can only imagine, you know, how our appetite changes as that transformation is occurring in our life. You know, none of yeah. us have arrived and has have achieved that transformation because we're, you know, we're a work in progress, but. Gosh, I mean that that is amazing, and then for you to be able to to witness the uh, your mom coming to know Jesus Christ and the pardon of her sin with what you shared uh, with us about her and what some of her struggles were. What a testimony and seeds in the village. You had a village. You had grandparents. You had friends who, mm-hmm. lo and behold, had no idea that the circle would be broken <laughs> by someone <laughs> becoming saved. Right. And yeah. how, how many of, how many people in that original group that you're talking about? How many of you know the Lord uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior oh, today? Um, all of us. All so of you. Around, Praise God. Seven, seven of us. Yes, and all of us oh, know boy. the Lord. Yes, God as our oh, Savior. Yes. Mm. Yes, God is. Mm. I'm telling you, it was like a chain yes. reaction. And um, Isn't that I feel something? I just you know. Be honest with your with your audience. You know when we when we give our our life to Christ Jesus. You know we accept the salvation of the Lord and we ask for the forgiveness of our sins. It's still a process, right? There's still a journey. And so, because mm-hmm. God, you know, God was cleaning, you know, taking things and revealing things. So over um, my 
my 17 years of being saved, it's it's just been it's been like amazing or um, of what God has done in my life. And I say 17 years is because I just marked the foundation of when God gave me my son that He rescued me then, right? And so oh, He was pers- mm-hmm. like you said, He was pursuing me at that time. And so I give all the glory mm-hmm. to God. You know, nothing yeah. was um, undone. You know what I mean? So it yes. was just. It was just a blessing to see him show up and the way he showed up in our lives. Wow. Seven seven in your circle and that's the number of completion. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Come on now. It gives me the it gives me the willy nillies right here. I'm talking about this ooh, just this ooh, okay, all right, okay, just calm down, Naja. You gotta host for a little bit longer here, but woo wee. Woo wee. This is this is this is good. So yes, you mentioned the word journey. We're on a journey and it's it's not uh, you know, a means to an end, right? It's how we how we respond to God throughout this this journey this walk i mean it's a it's a process so i read your your bio you know i went to your website of course and read your bio and you made the statement that you said to god i need your help i surrender all to you please show me the way and right now the patrice harris that i know you're living out that example you're living a transformed life but you don't stop there you are paying it forward for such a time as this for such a time as this and so single parenting is not going to go away it has it's been around for forever right we've got examples of uh, 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 Hagar right and Ishmael, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. she ended up being yeah. a single mom, and we've got other examples. And and so tell us about the good foundation and yeah. how you are serving others. And, and I want people to know if they uh, haven't seen the promotional material to know that good is spelled G-O-O-D-E, and it's an acronym, so it's not the word good. So tell us about the good foundation, what it means, what the acronym says, and then I'll ask you some more questions. But you, you go ahead yeah. and share what you have to share and how you're paying it forward. God is so faithful, and to God be the glory for everything. And, um, and I like to say transfiguration because I don't want to go back to being a caterpillar. I want to stay being a butterfly. And so um, mm-hmm. I think about just being a, a new creature in Christ Jesus. And so the good foundation is all around giving others opportunities, driving involvement, which I have under that transformation. But that might be soon changed to transfiguration because we don't want to go back to our old ways, right? We want to, as you mentioned um, in the promo, sustain. You know, we want to sustain our ways in the Lord. And so um, yes. this was a I left um, corporate America and I took some time just to really do some soul work. That's what I, I like to call that soul work where I just went to, I went to Georgia. I took kind of like, I, I kind of like I was, I ran, right. Going like, you know how Jesus went into the wilderness, right. So I was going, uh-huh, into, uh-huh. I feel like I was going to the wilderness for testing and, and God was showing me and through that he was, he, his angels were ministering to me about what it was that he wanted to do with my life. And um, I, I did the soul work, and I continue to still do the soul work. And 
God was just giving me the vision of what he wants. He wants to transform the family dynamic. And so we have now changed the way we call ourselves. We don't no longer say we're single parents. We say we're parents that are single, right? Because that's just mm-hmm, one part of mm-hmm. one aspect of who we are, community, to help encourage men or women, mainly women right now, um, that's who the Lord has been sending, but anyone who's parenting on their own. And oftentimes culture identifies um, you can cohabitate and not necessarily be single, but we're speaking of the behalf of not married, right? So, or okay. if you're divorced, mm-hmm. or if you're a widow, mm-hmm. or if you, um, you know, you are maybe on deployment because that spouse may be away. You're still parenting. Mm-hmm. So we encompass all of that. And so um, we want to really focus on building that community and letting people know that they're not out here by themselves through Christ Jesus, that God loves them, and that he has sent angels, encouraged them along the way. And here's the most important thing is really uprooting behaviors that are not bringing value to your life. So if it's not bringing good fruit, why, you know, we don't want you to continue to keep bearing bad fruit. And ultimately mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. happens is because we know the enemy attacks the family, the family dynamic, we're trying to encourage people to see themselves as God sees them and walk as God walks, right, in his ways. And now we don't throw the Bible at people when, um, when they ask about the good foundation because we believe it's an invitation. And so it's an invitation to who, whoever accepts it. Discrimination. If you're if you're willing to accept that we are teaching from biblical principles, we welcome you in because we're not we're not the savior. God's the savior, right? Jesus Christ right, is the savior. Right. We're we're just preparing the way. That's it. And um and so it's been mm-hmm. such a blessing to be able to do this for um for these last two and a half years. To God be the glory. Amen. So good stands for giving up grounding opportunity. Oh no, no good stands Go ahead. for giving giving others opportunity, driving evolvement. But we have what we call grace. Um it's a grace mm-hmm, pillar which mm-hmm. are where our biblical principles are defined and um what we kind of have laid the foundation so everything we do is around grace. And that sounds, yes. stands for grounding, responsibility, accountability, community, and edification. And Amen. grounding is all around about doing work, soul work, right? Looking inside mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing things that need to be transformed, allowing God to reveal things that may have kept you bound um, or maybe you mm-hmm. don't understand your work. Responsibility is around what you are, what you what you can control, right? You know, you can control how you parent. You can control about your education or, and what careers and things like that. These are things you can control. Accountability is all around mentorship and having somebody really walk along the side of you and being able to speak truth to you, not what you may want to hear or not what culture says, but the truth that God's being revealed through us. And then community. Uh-huh. It's not what you may think about, you know, necessarily going out there and serving in the community. 
It's all around how do you contribute to the community that you live in? Because either way, you're raising children that's going to contribute to that community. Do you want to contribute good, good fruit, or do you want to contribute bad fruit? Because it's going to impact everybody. So it's getting a hold mm-hmm. of understanding vision and purpose and mission, right, about yourself and making sure you're teaching your children the same thing. And the edification is around biblical principles like morals, integrity, truth, honesty, because mm-hmm. as, you're, as you're a parent who's single, you have to know these things. As you're going, you know, going through it, it's hard. Sometimes it can be hard. And so having those biblical principles can really help make the path um, a lot easier. Amen. So good. Giving others opportunity, driving involvement. Evolvement. And grace. Evolvement. Yes, evolvement. Yes. And mm-hmm. and then uh, grace is... Uh, Grounding, responsibility, accountability, community, and edification. I love it. I love that. Yeah. I mean, because it, and it's all rooted. It's all rooted in the Bible. I mean, that's what's going to sustain them, right? When you talk about the yes, work yeah. that you're doing with your clients, you've made a commitment to your clients to walk alongside them, the parents that you serve, the men and the women. And to see their lives renewed by the saving grace of Jesus Christ, that's a huge commitment. But when you plant those seeds that are rooted in truth and biblical principle and God's promises and his warnings and all the things without even opening up the book, right? Yeah. And, you know, Gosh, and you know what? And I, it's, Yeah, it's, it's so good. And we, we have our, our Bible scriptures, you know, based upon in the curriculum, conventional mm-hmm. way, because because yes. of the, you know, the, the religious spirit that's out there. And so we're all about building relationships and really showing the love of Christ Jesus and letting yes. that open up their heart to receive his word. Yes, yes. I, I can so relate to that because Yield to the King Ministries' vision, mission is to uh, mirror the love of Jesus Christ by helping all people in need. So we don't proselytize either. We just want to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And then when we fulfill our mission, the vision is that people will have food, clothing, shelter, hear the Mm -hmm. word of God, and experience the love of Jesus, the love of Christ. So we mirror it, but we want them to experience it. And, you know, if if we partner with anyone who's received federal funding, then... You know, you can't proselytize, you can't, you know, hand out tracts and all those good things. But there's a way that we can still live our transformed life. You know, you call it transfigurated. <laughs> That's a <Yeah>. word. Life. <laughs> Transfiguration. I just made up a word. Don't look it up, That's listening what... audience. Don't e- don't even try to look that one up because I just kind of slipped out. But <laughs> we know what I meant, don't we, Patrice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but living it out so that people can see that it's possible. First of all, all things are possible with Christ, right? I mean, and and apart from him, we can do nothing. So it's not like we can't take the credit for this changed life, this, and our appetites have changed. You know, you gave the example, well, why are we listening to this gospel church music? I want to put on, I want to listen to some rap, you know, just the the, the things, you you know, and we have, as Christians, we have liberties. There's things that we can do that don't fall Mm -hmm. in the category of sin. Mm -hmm. But the question then becomes, are 
the things that we still engage in, are they profitable for us and in our Mm -hmm. walk? Are they profitable? They may not be sinful, but are they profitable? So that allows you to now further, you know, cut out things that just aren't profitable. And (laughs) and you're not giving up something because God replaces it with something that's so much more abundant and meaningful and productive, you know, so it's like, okay, yeah. here we go. This is, this is, this is good. That's it. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You know, the Come enemy comes now. to kill, <laughs> steal, and destroy. That's so right. we, we, you know, we, our, our appetites change. I, this, this is just, I love the fact that you're paying it forward because a lot of times when we figure something out or we think we've figured it out, we, we is, I don't like to use the word hoard, but we kind of rest in that place. And, and, and feel relief, especially when you are uh, a parent who is single. I like that phrase. Um, so it's, it's like, okay, so how do we help others? And the good foundation yeah. is doing that. You're doing that. Uh, and it's just mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And I want to I back up and ask okay. you, what was the okay so so you went through a transition you lived you know with your grandparents your dad came and mm-hmm. got you you've lived in Hawaii or in Georgia and you were in Macon I think you said uh, Atlanta and then Macon let's let's back up what when you came to know Christ at at the age that you were um what major obstacle were you facing that you were able to overcome Christ mm-hmm. Jesus? Major mm-hmm. obstacle overcome. that was a yeah. that you overcame because you came because you came to know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sin. Yeah, share that with our uh, with our uh, audience, if you will, please. Yes, yeah. remember when you were mentioning when I I I called on Jesus and I asked for help. And he, he like mm-hmm. I felt like he rescued me, right? Um, it was a mm-hmm. time. It was it was the year my mother passed away. Um, I remember a couple of times where I one time I was like, if my mother, you know, passes away, I don't know what I would do, you know. And I was, you know, I was I had my salvation with the Lord, and I was just being honest with him. I was like, please don't take her. And then there was another time, which was a latter latter active part of that. I. I shared with the Lord, if you decide to take my mom, I would understand. Um, mm. And so I believe God was preparing my heart. And I said, I know her mm-hmm. life, her death wouldn't be in vain. And so when she ended up passing away, because it was unexpected, um, I was I was okay during the during the, the funeral and, and, um, and everything like that. I was praising God in the midst of that. But, you know, then you have the aftermath, right? You have, you have the yes. reality that sets in. And so what ended up happening was that um, I fell into a, a depression at that time. And I just think I was okay. just overwhelmed with so much. There was so much change all at once, right? And um, mm-hmm. I'm, here I am, mm-hmm. I'm 28 years old with, the, with my, um, with my um, three-year-old, right? And... You know, my my dad and I, our relationship was kind of rocky at that time. But but glory be to God, because I'm telling you, he works all things together. Because if it had, yes. I believe, I was really close. Even though me and my mom had a very turmoil relationship, I was still very close with her. 
And when my mm-hmm. mother passed away, it gave an opportunity for my dad and I to really get to know one another and draw close to each other. So glory be to God for that. But it was during that mm. season where I was like just, I was struggling and I was missing mm-hmm. so much work, so much work. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. And I remember, I remember saying, God, if I could just get down on my knees. And I got down on my knees and I just was like, Lord, I need you. I need mm-hmm. you to show me. I need mm-hmm. you to show me you're real. And he says, mm-hmm. he just reminded me of his promise. He says, Who's going to take, who's going to be that living example for him? You know, um, talking about my son, who's going to be the living example for him? And that, him just speaking that word over my life gave me strength. And mm. I would show up at work and I would be like, I don't even know how I'm here. And I remember um, speaking to an executive director at my job that I was working at. And she called me into her office. And she didn't say anything. She's like, but I know what you're going through. And she says, because of the type of worker you are, the type of employee you are, we would have had, we would have fired somebody a long time ago. But because I understand, we're, we're going to work with you. Because I was missing so many days. And I, and I just um. praised God because I knew that was God sending an angel. I knew that was him giving mm-hmm. me his favor and letting me know that he. He's always with me. And he just started mm. to strengthen me. And from a practic- practical side of things, and I, I want to, God uses everything for his yes. glory. And to help get me yes. strengthened, he made parameters that would have, that made me have to come to work, right? That made me have mm-hmm. to be there. And um, God was just, I was just like amazed. At first I was like, why is this, you know, why is this happening to me? But then God was like, he gave me understanding. And he was like, I'm strengthening something in you. I'm working something out of mm-hmm. you so I can strengthen in you. And it's just been mm-hmm. to God be the glory that, you know, it tried to, you know, it, it was it was gone. It was gone. And it tried to sweep in a little bit, but God canceled this, canceled and cursed that at the root. So it's no longer an issue of mine. Or, and I will not allow it because I know when you think under the goodness of Jesus, right? And that was um, a scripture mm-hmm. that I held onto for so long was four. Um, it's Philippians 4, um, 7, 8, and 9. And it says, in the peace of God, which passes all understanding, so keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, mm-hmm. whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And then verse 9 says, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen and need do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And that has been my go-to. Wow. No matter what, wow. think on the goodness of God. Yes. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. So listening audience, Philippians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. If you get a chance to go back and open your Bible and read it on your own, meditate on that passage because it's full of just promises and life and just, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So, uh, you know, we we have to learn how to to, to speak life into situations that we uh, encounter. But when all else 
doesn't go the way that we think it should or we're not able, God is always there. He's always there. And the fact that you had this um, this calling on your life before you even really understood what it was, and that was to, to be a living example, is just amazing uh, because I suspect that you have purposed to be that living example and to show others how they, too, can be a living example as parents who are single. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. Well, do you know, do you know that, that our time is almost up? Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, man, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> it, that little 45 minutes goes fast, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. So tell us about your book. Tell tell the, our listening audience where they can uh, procure your book. I do have a link on the promotional material that will lead you people to it. But tell us a little bit about the book. Congratulations. I understand it was just recently published on November 10th. So congratulations. Yes, I'm I'm clapping. I'm clapping for you and I'm you. I'm waving my hand in the air. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh that, that that and so like that that I'm just I'm just so encouraged by you. Just so encouraged uh in just how you responded to God. And it's not been a perfect life, you know. We're not trying to paint that picture, no. but just the growth that occurs when we are obedient. And so I'm encouraged. So tell tell us about uh the Lord speaks yeah. uh Hannah, when the Lord speaks, Hannah's prayer, right? Yes. And so this is a biblical um, examination of Hannah's prayer. Um, and it's so it's, it's a it's a short read, and so um, and it's an electronic book. And you can you can actually when you go to our website and download, um, you go to our website goodfoundation.com. You'll be able to download our app, and from our app, you'll be able once you sign in and register. Um, it just gets you connected with everything that's all good, right? Everything all good. Um, it yes. gets you connected. And you'll also <laughs> be able to have a have a link on there on the there on the welcome page where you'll be able to purchase the book. But it's all around. I would love to read um, in First Samuel, and I enjoy reading that because I I could relate to her. I understood the barren state, you know, when you're in mm-hmm, between a mm-hmm. promise. Uh, you know, a desire and a promise and that in-between yes. ground. And so that's what the book is, it showcases. It showcases us examining the, the scripture and really understanding her from a personal le- level. Like she, this is not just a biblical character, right? This is a, a woman that talks like us, sounds like us, right? That was struggling the way we struggle. And she, she, went, she, she chose God. She chose God in the end, and so mm-hmm, as you read mm-hmm. the, as you read the when the Lord speaks the Hannah's prayer um, the biblical examination of it, you'll get to know the scripture because I think it's very important to understand scripture and have the word be written on our heart. But you'll also get snippets of my my testimony and how I related to her, and so I share that in this book, and I pray that it mm-hmm. blesses those that read it because. Um, it's near and dear um, because it's, it's 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 my life, right? It's what I struggled with, and I and I pray that God allowed me to be transparent and He can flow through it, and His Holy Spirit can can minister to the heart that may be feeling like they're in a barren state, they're just not getting what they want or what they think they should have, but how they can hold on to God because He's faithful and He remembers His mm. word. 
Yes. 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 Mm, beautiful. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Come he knows the plans he has for us, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> Not to hurt yes, or harm us, but to make it, have us prosper and to give us a hope and a, and a future. So, oh, my goodness, this has just been wonderful. We are almost out of time. I mean, literally, we have seconds left. And I just want to say thank you, Patrice. I trust that those Thanks. who are uh, single and parenting have found uh, a new hope and and. Uh, thanks to you and the Good Foundation and the work that you were doing. And so with that, I just want to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Do you want to say anything as we exit? I just want to say thank you so much um, for allowing me um, to to um, come on the, um, on your um, your your show and be able to share the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for me. So to God be the glory. So thank you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.